Super Regional Week has arrived. One of the best weekends of the year. You win two, you get to go to Omaha. Me and CJ are going to break it all down. We're going to talk about last week's regional contest, kind of chronologically, give you a feel of what was going on, and then break down the Supers as 16 teams still remain in the college baseball tournament on that road to Omaha. Very, very short now. You guys know what to do. In the morning, grab that coffee, fill stuff, you need to grab the drink, come on back. We're talking all things super regional here out on the porch. Let's go. CJ, buddy, the Seamhead Nation uniting college baseball at its finest this past weekend and another big weekend to come, buddy. Uh, it's Supers time, man, and um, I love the format. The, the tournament's kind of fun having the best of, you know, best team of the weekend on a four-teamer gets out of it, CJ, but then this weekend's kind of special because then it's like, Mono and mono, these are the best teams in the country, the teams that survived that opening weekend, and you got to go and win twice. Yeah, no, I absolutely um, love the format. Um, like you said, you know, we're, we're down to, you know, um, you know, maybe not a complete best in the country. I mean, I think there's, you know, but, I mean, you find a way in, um, you survive in advance. Oh, CJ, um, I... I I'm gonna say this. I think if you get into the, if you're in that top 16, you've you've earned your stripes. For the year. Oh, because you no, also I, had to win an entire weekend, uh, whether it be at your ballpark or somebody else's, versus a competitive at least two other competitive teams, um, and in some brackets potentially three. So, I'll I'll give if you make it to this point in time, man, you're playing some, some damn good baseball at the right time. Oh yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Um, you know that's that's the thing. You know, then you know, just find a way in, and then you know, survive and survive and move on. Um, you know, that's the the key on any any NCA bracket. You know, right? Just find your way in, and then you know, find a way to survive in advance. So um, I think that's you know what you know what exactly all of these teams have done. Um, I don't know you know how many real surprises there were i mean i know there were probably a couple but i mean no i'm with you um if you can get in uh, just get to the next weekend and you you've earned the right uh to be in the super regionals um you know you're talking about the pod there afford and finding a way out so no you've definitely earned your earned your right to be here and now now you got to win two to get to omaha yep i mean you know what i think it's kind of funny cj's i I think some of the regionals were obviously a little more stacked than others. I think um, Virginia Tech had themselves a nice little draw, uh, and it kind of played out over the weekend. Um, CJ, let's let's kind of go back here real quickly, though, buddy, to, to look forward, right? So Friday afternoon, we kind of flash back the beginning of the weekend, and I know that you know, after watching some of, the, like you said, the offense was kind of exploding. Um, I know the first thing that jumped out at the page at me when 
when Friday afternoon came around was when UConn beat Wake in the game one to win eight to seven. Um, it was kind of like a, whoa, maybe the ACC isn't as good as people thought it was, and maybe UConn's a little for real. We kind of poo-pooed them for a long time, uh, and the Huskies kind of proved us wrong with a big win there, and then it kind of grew into fruition the rest of the weekend. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think UConn came out, you know, they, they played extremely well. Um, you know, big fifth inning there against Wake really kind of pushed them into a nice spot. And, then, you know, Wake had, you know, the attempted to come back there. And, yeah, I think you're right. We did kind of poo-poo UConn a little bit. Um, you know, I had said to you maybe we owe them an apology and, I think we've agreed to kind of maybe hold off and see what happens as they play Stanford. But I think so because that, that college park regional, while it was a fun one and had a lot of enthusiasm, maybe necessarily wasn't the toughest regional to make it out of. It wasn't, but I think the one thing we forgot in all of this, and I saw the stat today is, and we can talk about UConn's, you know, schedule and all that all we want to. I mean, they had won 24, 25, I can't remember the exact number, games on the road. Like, they are so comfortable on the road. It didn't seem to bug them to be in College Park. It almost kind of, for them, was an escape. It was really weird. Yeah, and sometimes I think when you're a team that has such high expectations and you kind of got that that ability and that kind of trump card that you kind of know as a team you're going to go and find a way to win on the road, maybe there's a little less pressure. Um, CJ, also in that Friday afternoon, I think this was kind of a sign uh, for the weekend, and we got into some some tough tussles about this. When Arkansas kind of put it on Grand Canyon, I'm like, yep, this is not a team that I'm expecting to, uh, to do much in this tournament. And it proved that Arkansas, the bats were going to be hot this weekend, and they were in outlasting Oklahoma State that entire weekend. But the 7-1 win versus Grand Canyon – kind of uh, was the one team that I thought in the field was kind of like, whoa, how are they in? And um, Arkansas put it on them. Yeah, we, yeah. well, we both kind of agreed. I wasn't really sure how Grand Canyon got in. Um, you know, it was – that's – it's one of those things I think with, you know, kind of the committee kind of makes you shake your head. And it's, I don't get it, CJ. Because, I mean, they're, I, they're I an RPI either. league in the mid-20s in the WAC. They didn't win it. And yet yeah. we're – so they were ranked 25th in the country in the last poll, so we thought we had to put them in. Ah, come on. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the the one question I've always had when it comes to the NCAA, but it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of transparency, transparency in the committees, right? You get a little bit of it in the college football because they have the chairman on after all the rankings and stuff, and, you know, Reese Davis and them lob softballs at him. And you feel like you get it, but you really don't. The men's basketball, there's nobody that steps up and says, okay, hey, this is what went into our belief and opinion in seeding this or leaving this team out. Same's true here. And I feel like as fans, we kind of deserve to hear from the committee, like, okay, this is why this team got in. This is why this team didn't. Like, don't BS us. Just you know, give us give us why you did it. Like I can live with it as long as I can understand why. Yeah, and and you definitely don't get that in baseball. Um, I don't think you get it in any of the sports. Like I said, I think with football, it's the closest. But I mean, let's be honest. ESPN lobs whoever gets nominated as the spokesman. You know, softballs for ten minutes, and then we move on. Yeah, 
You know what else, you know who else was lobbing softballs? Your Liberty Flames down there in Gainesville, CJ. Yeah. Friday. I mean, a 16-3. I guess Oklahoma missed the extra point. Um, not not good for your Flames. And that's another team, man. I know you're not going to love this, but didn't win their conference. Did 15, win the regular season, which 15, I think did I, did come into play. I, I think I, that one came into play. You know, and that's that's fine, and Danny, and I think that's cool, and I think that's that's a fine thing. And also did that, play in the conference tournament title game. Okay, for Liberty, a little bit more. I mean, give them a little credit there, but I mean, their resume was no better than Wofford, no better than West Virginia. Um, well, I and like know, I man. said, it, well, but and here's my thing, and you know me, I, I'm I'm a West Virginia fan, but at the same time. I'm not going to sit here and say West Virginia get left out was like this complete unforgivable travesty because if you go kind of down some of their, the, the list, like there, there were some games they lost that you just can't lose. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think what really hurt them was you don't, you can't put UC on the schedule. Sorry. All due respect to the golden Eagles it, it, down there. But, but you can't did, put that on the schedule. Here's the thing. And it, it didn't matter on the profile. I mean, that game doesn't even count. Um, Maybe maybe someone's looking at it and saw that they only beat them three to two in the last month month and a half, but that had no bearing. Okay, it didn't even officially count in the, you know, in the metrics that they use. Okay, but I mean, but it, here's my thing though: if you look at the metrics though, and I know you and I aren't you know massively like the RPI should be weighed heavily, but strength of schedule RPI all, all lean the Liberty more than it did WVU in any way you look at it. So, like I said. Was was Liberty boxing above their weight class, especially against Oklahoma? Yeah, they definitely were. It was it surprising? You know, Liberty jumps out to a three nothing lead, and then OU's offense just jumped in. And that's the thing. Like OU might be the hottest team in the country right now. Uh, I I I don't think you're wrong at all in that assessment, there, CJ. You know, I, I was really kind of hoping Liberty gets, you know, could get that win against Central Michigan, maybe kind of see if you can get a little bit of momentum. They really struggled down the stretch of the year, which is why I wouldn't have had a massive issue if they got left out because they really did stumble late. But that region was going to be tough for them. Um, they were they were going to be boxing above their weight class. And you're going to have that sometimes in the baseball tournament. You're going to have teams boxing above their weight class. And you just got to hope maybe you can survive the tide. You ran into a really hot Oklahoma team that just absolutely right now is just smacking the cover off the baseball. Their pitching was outstanding all weekend. That kind of stuff. I think it, it, it happens. And Liberty wasn't the only team that got absolutely hammered all week. Yeah. I mean, I, I think CJ, you, you make a pretty good, pretty good point there. Um, I mean, because the way Graham, and, and Robertson or you know and, and, and Treadway are hitting the baseball for the Sooners and uh in the middle of that line of I mean explode for a, an eight an eight run fifth inning um to put a game that was kind of in the balance officially away uh for Liberty uh, there's also there's also something to be said about teams that are just playing with some chemistry at this point in time in the season um because you know I think Liberty in the past is you, you would feel like, you know, you could compete with like a Southern Miss and you saw what they did all weekend. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. CJ, that's, that's a tough, tough argument to make. And then you see kind of Central Michigan did against Florida a couple of times playing with them. Um, 
yeah and, and that's kind of the interesting thing you, you bring that up the, the the chemistry i think the one thing that kind of prevailed if you look is the teams that are still around they're very veteran teams they've been around they've done this like there's a lot to be said with that. You you see that happen in college a lot when you get into the basketball tournament, the baseball tournament. Teams that are older, to borrow the the Mike um, Green from Notre Dame, his comment, you know, old dudes. When you have old dudes, it's a massive help, and I think that's really what you saw, especially this weekend. The teams that are older – guys that had been in the wars understood what everything was about. They were the ones that continued to found ways to advance. Yeah. And CJ, you know, it's kind of funny. We're, we're talking about the initial opening day of the tournament. And you kind of talk about Mike Brame and Mike Bream, you know, Notre Dame basketball coach. Well, Notre Dame and baseball there, CJ took a two nothing lead in, in the old Statesboro region there. Had a big, massive rain delay. Texas Tech comes back out, ties it up, and then Notre Dame just manufactures a run, able to score on actually in a wild pitch from the Red Raiders. Like, that game set the tone for that weekend there, that the Irish were going to be the team to beat in that regional, and they were. Um, and Tech just could never, ever really kind of make that and get that big hit against the Irish. And uh, Notre Dame gets the pleasure of going to, to Knoxville now as as a result but i mean i thought that game kind of set the tone for the way notre dame was able to take out and, and win yeah. that for a regional yeah it kind of did and the and the one thing that has the weather was a factor there weather was a factor but i think the one thing that plagued texas tech down the stretch of the year plagued him against notre dame right the ability to come up with the big hit when you needed it like we had seen them kind of find themselves in situations where they just couldn't seem to get the big hit when they needed it. And that, that trend continued to rear its ugly head um, against Notre Dame. The weather obviously did play a factor, but I mean, they had opportunities and they just didn't take advantage of them. Yeah. At all CJ. Um, I think something else that kind of stuck out Friday was, was the big comeback for LSU over, uh, over the Kinesiwall state bunch there with LSU scoring 10 runs in the eighth uh, to win that thing. Um, Cause it looked like for all intents and purposes that, that the, the golden Eagle were going to take that thing out and win that baseball game and, and really kind of set up a, a showdown with, with the boys from Hattiesburg, but never got their chance because of the 10 run eighth inning for LSU. Um, and LSU was competitive and tough all weekend that Hattiesburg regional down there at, at Pete Taylor park, the PTP, was pretty electric. Yeah, I think that that might have ended up being probably the m- most competitive region just in terms of the way the games played themselves out. Had a rivalry um, feel to it, CJ. You know, yeah, I mean it, it it did. I mean, you know, I mean Army played played well. I mean, obviously you talk about another team a little above its weight class, but I mean fought. Um wouldn't expect anything different from the from the cadets there at West Point, but um, yeah, that was the one thing about uh Kennesaw State, you know, I had said was is I just don't know about their arms, especially when you get into kind of the bullpen for them. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and it it blew a massive lead and you know, LSU does what it does, and that's what and that was the reason I had thought they had a chance to win that 
region was just because offensively they can just absolutely torment you. And, um, and they did. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, they had a chance. They, they did. I mean, they even had the big comeback here on Southern Miss, but the advantage to being the home team and having, having the last at bat. It, it does pay dividends, CJ. And kind of the, the rest of that evening, I will tell you, I didn't get to watch much until we got to the very last two games of the evening uh, due to obligations at the state baseball tournament. Saw a nine-inning game in a high school game, CJ, ended about midnight. was a phenomenal game, play at the plate to end it, a uh, little collision. Um, and we and we won't give any credit to who won and who didn't win, but a good baseball being played down there in the state of West Virginia uh, this past weekend. So we didn't get to see the Louisiana win over TCU, which I think set the tone for TCU having kind of a rather disappointing tournament and Dallas Baptist getting beat. Uh, the boys from Louisiana in Ruston there and the Raging Cajuns, uh, who don't, you better not call them Lafayette or people will get mad at you, CJ. But both of those squads finding ways to beat teams from Texas there on Friday evening kind of set the tones for disappointing regionals uh, for both the Horned Frogs and the DBU Patriots. Yeah. Um, and I even mm-hmm. forgot about Georgia getting smoked by VCU uh, and kind of set the tone for them having a rather disappointing regional as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and you had actually was really high on VCU. Um, you got to give give them a lot of credit um, for how they played. You know, Georgia kind of no-showed, which was a little bit of a shock given how good the SEC has been all year. Um, wondered if maybe the little bit of that is as you go through that grind and you're finally seeing somebody outside of that conference and maybe you come up off the gas a little bit. Who knows? Um, I also you know. just think Georgia kind of limped to the finish this year, CJ. They did. And I, th- I think there's something to be said. You, you, there were some teams that you saw kind of limp to the finish line. Um, we already mentioned it. Liberty, uh, Texas Tech kind of limped to the finish Dallas line. Dallas Baptist. Yeah, Dallas Baptist limped. Um, UVA kind of limped late there in the ACC. And, um, you know, you saw those, those teams eliminated. Um, and I didn't see this, and I thought this was interesting. And we haven't gotten to that side yet, but mentioned in the ACC, do you realize Virginia Tech going to a Super Regional, making their first ever appearance in the Supers? were picked to finish next to last in the conference. I knew they weren't highly thought of. I mean, they lost 10 in a row, <laughs> CJ, prior year to miss the tournament. So yeah. kind of a redemption story this year in Blacksburg. Um, yeah, I just I, I found that kind of interesting. It was like, holy cow. But they're, uh, and they're the only team actually making their first appearance in the Super Regionals out of this 16. So UConn's, UConn's made it before. Yeah, UConn's made it before. Hey, let's let's – if you have that information, let's save that for a little later. We'll tease the folks with that. I kind of want to hear some of that uh, knowledge being dropped there, CJ. Um, Late there Friday, Texas state with the big win over Santa, Santa Barbara, the gotchos kind of set the, set the tone and the, and kind of the tenor for the weekend that Texas state was there to play in in Stanford. And unfortunately for the gauchos kind of set them on the course for a disappointing weekend. Both those teams had won 43 plus games during the regular season, CJ. In New Mexico State, they gave Oregon State everything they wanted and more in Corvallis, a five to four. Hey there.
Blaine, can you hear me? Because I can't hear you. Jay, the Beavs found a way to win it five to four uh, in ten innings. Valiant effort from Ivan Mejia of New Mexico State went seven and a third through 125 pitches, which in today's baseball world is just unheard of. Just a grinder, a leader, almost, almost led the four seed New Mexico State to win. Um, but the Beavs found a way to win it in the end. Uh, New Mexico State, though, man, CJ, I mean, they. They grinded and they battled, and I think it kind of set the tone for the weekend that Oregon State, that Corvallis Regional, was going to be a dogfight. Um, but as they did in coming out of the regional, Oregon State continued to find ways to win close games. So you got to give them a ton of credit for that. Um, CJ, then finally Saturday morning, we got going in Miami, and Georgia Southern also kind of got their first game due to that big storm they had going on down there. Um, when you got into the the Miami Regional there, CJ, and the first thing you kind of saw, um, were you more impressed with the way Ole Miss came out and beat Arizona or more impressed with the Hurricanes uh, giving up those early runs to Canisius? Like, what, what set the tone more for you there? Uh, I, I think it would be Miami giving up uh, – early run like i didn't expect that um I mean, when they were down four to one it was like oh what's going on here yeah and i mean that that's no disrespect to canisius who you know played a pretty decent schedule i mean they they played some Griffin. and and that and that kind of thing but i just felt like miami was a lot better than that i don't know if maybe they kind of slept walk early in that thing but that yeah i mean that one kind of kind of shocked me a little bit to to see that because i was kind of like like I had to double take. I didn't think the uh, the scoreboard on the TV was correct. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, and then you know to see kind of the Ole Miss gives up the two home runs early in the second. Then they got a pair of two run homers in the fourth and the seventh uh, from Gonzalez and and, and Chatterhang, uh, and getting the redemption on Arizona like they did early in that first game in Miami, kind of to me set it set a tone. I mean, losing, they lost last year in the Super to Arizona in Tucson and to kind of see them and square up with them game one this year in the tournament for Ole Miss, a team that some people didn't think were gonna, should have been in the in the field but a veteran lineup Elko and, and Graham and those boys they're going to be around and it set the tone for me, CJ, saying, hey, I think the Rebs are going to make it out of this thing. I kind of told you that uh, before, before we kind of got this thing rolling last Friday End up, ended up playing to be true. I think Ole Miss is a very dangerous team. And, uh, man, I can't wait for their matchup this weekend in Hattiesburg. Going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, they're they're probably, like we said, you know, Oklahoma's probably the, the hottest team. Um, but I think the team with probably the most confidence would be Ole Miss. I think you might be right about it. Well, that's tough because those guys from Hattiesburg are very confident, too. And we'll get into a little bit more of that later. Um, 
CJ, let's get into Saturday morning here. The elimination games, that early Saturday elimination game. Obviously, the place you don't want to be. Um, but, man, does it provide for some entertaining baseball. And uh, we, we saw a lot of kind of blowouts there in the early going. 18-6, to six, Oregon won. 13-4, Georgia Tech. 10-4, Wake. 24-1, Georgia over Hofstra. UCLA, 16-2. to two. Um, And then before you finally kind of got – Finally got an upset with Air Force beating Dallas Baptist. That was wild to see. Um, and Gonzaga, I think, kind of proved the point that maybe they weren't as good as we thought, struggling with Wright State. Now, TCU getting a battle, I think, kind of was interesting. Um, but that's kind of how they play, a lot of pitching and defense. And then, obviously, Grand Canyon getting eliminated was awesome, too, in the early Saturday slates. Open, don't think I forgot. Liberty losing in 12 innings, CJ. That was a tough one of the Chippewas. That's a good team, though, in Central Michigan. So, no shame for Liberty. But um, you, you got to love those early elimination games, man. They're very interesting, and there's a lot of drama on the line for a Saturday morning at around noon. Yeah, no, I mean, there is. And that, that's, that's kind of like you said, the one place you don't want to find yourself in this thing. Um, but, you know, that's also the kind of the nature is that there's that option um and and a lot of the teams that won that early game there advanced and actually made it to the kind of the 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 game best of seven scenario if you want to call it that getting into that game seven Uh, a lot of teams that won that game did did make it to that point yeah they did um you know i mean i i think going into that you're at some point you're probably you're you're going to be facing an elimination game, um, you know, in a regional, like that's just kind of the nature of the beast. Unless you just really roll through more than likely, you're going to be staring down that barrel. Um, you know, it does happen. There were teams that didn't face elimination this weekend. We'll, we'll go into those later, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're right, but you're going to be kind of staring down that barrel. Um, you know, and I think for a lot of teams too, you, you get to a certain point in the year and you're playing to get in and you're kind of just always pushing that envelope. So I think guys are kind of already in that mode. I mean, especially right before you get into the conference tournament, like you've kind of locked into that. And so, but no, I mean, a a lot of the teams that did win early, you were able to, it's kind of one of those rebounds, like, all right, we got to win and it settles the nerves, right? Especially if you come out and you lose that first one, you know, you got to win the next one, but I think getting a win, even, right there it settles the nerves and you can as a coaching staff kind of get your guys refocused back in like all right we got to win take a breath let's go get the next one dj i will tell you though something very interesting not a single team not one that was in the first elimination game of the tournament made it to super regional not one and that's not really a surprise because you put yourself massively behind the eight ball. Uh, I would love to do the deep dive analytic into that, like what the percentage is. It, it's extremely got, low. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's got to be. The eight ball would be insulting you pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be what? Single digit percentage? Long, probably, probably even lower than that. Um, now, I mean, the next game, kind of the, the winner's game, quote-unquote, I guess you would call it, the Saturday night game, that's the game you want to be in. That's the game where you kind of make you make your money, make your hay. And winning that one really sets you up to 
to be in that driver's seat for the best of seven scenario. You don't have to win this one, though, because teams have come back from losing the Saturday night game to still win series. But I will tell you this, CJ, it didn't happen all that often in this this set of this set of uh, regional play. No, it, it really didn't. I, I surprisingly enough, I've actually got I believe here if I'm counting it correctly. There, CJ, I think there's three teams that uh, made it to the supers that did that did not win. Make that four that did not win the Saturday night game. Yeah, as I say, Southern Miss is on that list. Stanford. North Carolina, who's the other one? It'd be Louisville. Louisville. And, and if you think about it, all those teams that did find ways to win those games, other than LSU, probably the favorite. Well, I, I guess Stanford as well. With No, excuse me. Hold on, I'm going to do that again. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, all, all those teams probably other than LSU were probably the favorites. Um, that didn't win that Saturday night game. And LSU wasn't the, the national seed, but they were the favorite. <laughs> yeah, and I think some of that's, you know, probably a little bit of name recognition, brand history, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you go into Saturday night and you're thinking, man, a win here, man, we're really 100% in the driver's seat. But, you know, if you find yourself on the wrong end, it's it, it's not the end of the world. It's not like you were in that Saturday morning boat. Like it's 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 not quite the same. You know, you're getting an opportunity to kind of bounce you, it back. Well, so. exactly, CJ. You know, if you lose Saturday night, you get to go play Sunday morning. It's a team you already beat, and then you get to go. You win. You get to go place that face that team again. So it, it's kind of round one of the fight, right? Uh, we could yeah, potentially you be three. It, yeah, because you almost approach it like you would just, you know, a weekend series. Like, all right, guys, we just got to find a way to win two or three. Yep, and you got to find a way to win. If you win that one, you win that rubber match, uh, which I technically is not the rubber match because it's really the opener of the series. But like you said, win two or three, That's and that's what the best teams do, and they do yep. it consistently. Um, so, CJ, we kind of – we, we got into Saturday night and kind of got into a little more of the dynamics of the tournament. But then Sunday comes around, and again, early elimination games. Um, and you see this is also kind of a spot where I think some teams can kind of emerge, right, and kind of can come from the depths and still make big runs in the tournament. And that actually happened for Louisville and North Carolina. Um, and did so both in, in kind of tight games. Yeah, um, for North Carolina, I don't think you completely expected that thing to not be close. Yeah, I mean, Georgia, they might have limped in, but that's still a really good team. Um, you know, North Carolina advantage of being at home there, you get, you know, a little, little bit of extra there. Um, and Oregon, I mean, give Oregon credit. They battled um, against a really good Louisville team. So I, I think that was the thing kind of that you saw um, – 
in some of the games, especially in a lot of those elimination games, it, you saw battles, right? Teams just yep. don't want to go home. Um, and, and, so and, they, and good they, on and, – and like you said, CJ, teams battling and good on both North Carolina and Louisville to find ways to withstand those rallies in the eighth inning by the challengers to, to get to that scenario where they get to another chance and get to play again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think for me, the, the shocker on Sunday was Columbia just pistol whipping Gonzaga. Yeah, that, that was Columbia showed that they, they had a pretty good, uh, pretty good little, at least had the number of Gonzaga down there in Blacksburg beating him twice uh, as the three seed out of the Ivy League. Um, also early there Sunday, you saw Central Michigan give Florida a, a, a ball game there as well. Um, and then Oklahoma State kind of just absolutely going behind the shed against Missouri State, 29 to 15, 29 runs. Yes, you heard that right. 29 stinking runs, CJ. Um, yeah, if you went to Stillwater expecting a baseball game, you got a football game. I mean, but it was 12 to nothing Oklahoma State after three innings. And then Oklahoma State got six, and it's like, oh, boy, here we go. Um, But the Bears were – so you knew, you know, the first series that the boys in the the black and orange were hosting at that new O'Brate stadium there. They were not going to go down to Missouri State, and they didn't. Um, CJ, then – and then another kind of shocker there, Air Force – upsetting Louisiana Tech and making it uh, into that Austin Regional was just another kind of almost shocker um, that the Falcons had as good of a weekend as they did. And and also, you know, eliminated Louisiana Tech like that. Yeah, that one was um, a a little bit of a shock, especially, you know, La Tech gets up early 4 nothing and and give – give the, the, the boys there from Colorado Springs a ton of credit for, for fighting back. Um, you know, the kid comes out of the bullpen for them, gives them, you know, four and two thirds really kind of helps right the ship for them a little bit. Um, and, and gives them an opportunity to kind of stay in it. Cause I it really could have gotten away from them. Um, and you know, law tech had an opportunity to, to really kind of put their, their foot down on them and, and didn't. And that yeah, dude, bench bench and Dornick coming out of the pen there for air force was, were, were pretty impressive. Um, 17 hits for them, uh, you know, scoring, scoring those two big runs there in the, in the eighth inning to, to take the ball game, uh, from Louisiana tech was, was kind of, was big and interesting for air force. Um, CJ, you know, Stanford getting by UC Santa Barbara in the elimination game, I thought also was a pretty good ball game there. Um, man, and, and to be to be quite honest, um, you know, when, when you get in and then you kind of get into the Sunday afternoon games now after that, uh, the Ole Miss-Miami game was a really, really good baseball game, well-pitched game, probably one of the best pitch games of the entire weekend. And when Ole Miss beat Miami there, just had a feeling it was going to be the Rebs weekend. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that was a big one, I think, for them. Um, Like you said, it was extremely well pitched. Um, Elko, though, came up clutch there in the seventh with that two-run double. Yeah, and it just kind of felt to me when they scored there, I was kind of like, 
you know what, I think this thing's over because runs were kind of really at a premium at that point. Um, and it just, it, yeah, I was with you. That's when I kind of was like, you know what? I think the Rebs got a real, real good shot at getting out of this thing now. Yep. And around the same time, that's when Southern Miss was scaving off elimination there versus Kennesaw State. And uh, Lynch was getting the big hit there to tie it up. And then, you know, Sergeant, who scored in the ninth, got the big hit uh, in the 10th to win it for Southern Miss. Um, you know, that was kind of like, a, oh, boy, here we go. We're on a collision course for this in Hattiesburg. And, and like, I've already talked about it once, CJ, because I think that's the one I'm the most excited for. I, I know that stadium is going to be absolutely lit. And I don't mean just in the way the kids say it, but also those folks in there are going to be absolutely sauced up, folks. Uh, PTP going to be uh, going to have some energy in the yard there for that super there. You know, big, big brother, quote unquote, comes knocking. Uh, get me off my get me off the rocker here, though, CJ, because I could go on for days about it. But, you know, <laughs> also got also got rocked. And that was Michigan and their opportunity to advance. They they got beat 20 to one um, versus Louisville on Sunday. There was kind of shocked by that. And also your Purple Pirates took it on the chin versus Coastal. Uh, but they end up getting a, the last laugh. Yeah, you know, and, and to be honest with you, the, the the coastal game was kind of a funky one for for ECU. Um, a lot of uncharacteristic, you know, mistakes pitching wise for them. Um, didn't take advantage opportunities that they had, and I just remember thinking, man, if if they play again, I don't see Coastal beating them again. Um, just in the way that that team handled itself all year, the way they kind of talked after the game, they wanted Coastal again bad. Um, and they you know, got them. And, and, and they did get them. And, and that's the thing, too, is, is Coastal is one of those teams, like if you continue to give them opportunities, they are going to absolutely hurt you. Um, you know, and, you know, give East Carolina a ton of credit because they, you know, obviously battled and bounced back. So, you know, for you, I know you're you're pumped about Southern Miss, Old Miss, and I'm I'm with you. I think that's going to be a great one. Uh, ECU Texas is going to be a fantastic one. Yeah, it is, CJ. That that really is going to be an, an absolutely phenomenal uh, series, and that one gets started right off sat Friday afternoon at noon on uh, ESPN two. Going to be fun. First team that made it in though, CJ on. In, into the Supers there was Tennessee with that great comeback that they had. Um, if you haven't checked out the John Boy video on that, it's worth a li- worth a listen. It's pretty entertaining, pretty funny. Um, Tennessee kind of getting a little bad boy vibe there, and they kind of do that whole uh, shimmy shaking, covering the face. I don't know the name of the dance, but uh, in in with certain certain respects, I mean, they kind of have earned your fifty five and seven. Um, yeah, they I mean, nice they've, they've kind of earned the yeah, yeah they've kind of earned the yeah. right to dance or do whatever the hell they want. I mean, when you're 55 and seven, <laughs> but but they um, but they had a nice little comeback there against Georgia Tech to kind of solidify themselves. And around the same time, that's when Southern Miss was knocking off LSU, and and you knew there was going to be a decisive game day, and it was like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, um, which I I, I love. 
you know, the, the game threes, you know, your, your game threes, your game sevens. I, I absolutely love them. Um, they're drama packed. You, you know, every little thing, every little minute detail is magnified. Um, yeah, I mean, sign me up for those all the time. It, and we didn't get that in as many regionals as maybe we would have liked, but there were other ones that we got the, the two kind of the, the one team didn't ever have to face a loss. And that was also in the Notre Dame, uh, taking care of business there in Statesboro, beating Texas Tech two to one. Uh, they beat Texas Tech in a couple tight games. Uh, did the Irish holding off late in both? Um, rather impressive. You had Auburn kind of taking it to UCLA, um, and Auburn proved to kind of be the dominant team down there in, in that thing. And it wasn't really even close. Same with Virginia Tech and Blacksburg beating Columbia seven and two. I'm going to be interested to see how the Hokies respond though, CJ. And we'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, and then finally, Texas just putting it on Air Force 10 to 1. And then Texas AM uh, at Bluebell dominating TCU in a 15 9 slugfest to make it. TCU did not force that decisive game three. Yeah, they, it, it really kind of felt like I think if you were AM, you really didn't want to be in that game three. Um, you know, a lot of pressure put on you there. Um, you know, it, especially a TCU team that has kind of found ways that that game was not at all how TCU wanted to wants to play. Um, they love low scoring, like we said, pitching and defense. Um, if they get into slugfest with people, they're they're in trouble, and that's exactly what A and M turned that thing into. Yeah, and and they did they did it in a hurry, CJ. Um, and at that same time, by the way. Arizona was knocking Miami out of the tournament. Uh, the Canes were were done after Arizona came back and scored three runs, one in the eighth, two in the ninth, that went up four to three, and uh, kind of dashed the the hopes of my of the Miami Hurricane faithful, and they're making another kind of repeat the glory run road to uh, and run to Omaha, um, and then you had Vandy and Stanford, the Nightcaps, getting wins. Uh, to force decisive game threes. And, and Vandy, you know, kind of exploded there uh, and made the Beavs have to really kind of sweat it out. Uh, and you saw Stanford kind of take take control of things. Um, so, CJ, that, that got us into a Monday, essentially, where you won and you were in. If you're on this game, you know it's, it's not one that you necessarily want to be in, but it's one sometimes that you have to deal with. And uh, – it was a great day of baseball Monday for the college game. Oh I mean, yeah, phenomenal! Boy. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, all of them. You know, for the most part, I think all of them were were really tight fought contests. Outside of a couple of them, um, you know, obviously Ole Miss drops. You know, twenty two on on Arizona, and that was even tight for a little while, even in that game, CJ. If, yeah, if you, you know, it was four to three, five to three. It was five to five before Ole Miss kind of really took it by the throat and scored five in the sixth and then uh, – or excuse me, scored five in the fifth and then eight in the sixth inning to kind of run away and hide and, and know they were making it to the Super Regional. But CJ, there was one, two, three, four – 
one-run games, and you also had another two-run game, and then the UConn-Maryland game where the, the umpiring got kind of a little hairy, um, and, and that was a three-run game. I mean, tight games, and hell, you could even say Arkansas with a 7-3 win in some Oklahoma State with the way runs were scored there, it never felt comfortable. Yeah, no, I I think you could definitely, you know, make the yeah. I mean, with the way that game kind of played, I don't know if it really, you know, ever felt awfully comfortable. I think if you were Arkansas, you felt really good being up seven three going into the bottom of the ninth. Um, but the big four four run fourth inning for them um, really kind of helped get them running out of the gate. Um, but I mean, we all know with Oklahoma State's offense, they can put up runs in an absolute hurry. Yeah, they can, CJ. <laughs> Absolutely in a hurry. Um, and we're talking about Oklahoma State. Let's talk a little bit about Oklahoma, the counterpart in the Bedlam rivalry. When Patrick Graham hit that two-run bomb after the after the big rain delay, I knew Oklahoma was going to take care of business versus Florida. Um, and now they set up a nice little opportunity and a super uh, for them. I like the way the Sooners are playing baseball. CJ and and you know I think it goes to prove that the Big 12 is a very strong league and maybe deserves a little more love when it comes to the tournament because Florida got a ton of love in the seating and look what Oklahoma did the Big 12 conference champion by the way yeah no I mean anybody who's really kind of watched and paid attention knew that the Big 12 was good um, you know and you know, Oklahoma really has gotten really hot down the stretch, um, you know, and might be playing their best baseball right now. Um, and if you're peaking at this time of the year, that's a really, really good recipe. I think it's fair to say, and a little more battle-tested than the boys from Blacksburg. We'll get into that in just a minute. Um, CJ, the afternoon portion in session, East Carolina kind of took care of business versus Coastal, one of the few laughers that we had. Southern Miss and LSU was just an absolute war. I mean, it kept going back and forth, a teeter-totter affair. Old Oregon State Vandy was was a great win where Melton, the player of the year, there had a, had a big home run, kind of catapulted Oregon State in a great crowd for a 1 o'clock, you know, localized time down there in Corvallis for that game. Um it, it just electric electricity all weekend. I want to get to the finale there as well, CJ, of all the super regionals where Texas State had themselves a three to one lead heading into the to the bottom of the ninth after they scored two themselves um in the ninth inning. And then Stanford back to back bombs by Troy and Bowser tied it up and then finally they got the big hit from Haskins to win it in the ninth, but just an incredible comeback for Stanford proves they might be a team of destiny this year, CJ, but some were kind of wondering and kind of uh, allowed kind of thinking about how they kind of brought in some, some closers earlier on instead of leaving them for late. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. This one hurt me a little bit because, you know, I had picked my my fighting spavs there. Um, hey, the boys from San Marcos are a talented bunch and and, and would have represented very well in a Super Regional. Shows to 
goes to show how good the Sun Belt is. That Fun Belt is playing some baseball, and um, it is. And they would have been really... a challenge, man. And I think they could have made it to the and actually won the whole thing because they would have got an opportunity versus UConn. But now that'll be Stanford. Yeah, and I think that also really, I think the other thing it shows too is, you know, the the Pac-12 doesn't, you know, obviously get a ton of love in, in baseball, which is which is perfectly fine. But I think that shows well, kind I, of. The I reason. think it gets too much love, CJ. Well, and it, yeah, I mean, I think it. The kind top of, is it, very good. The top and is the rest is not just, good at all. Yeah, and I think that just proves how good Stanford is, how you know battle tested they are as well. Um, you know, um, I just that that Stanford team is is dangerous. Yeah, and, and they've got kind of a never say die mentality and attitude about them. Um, and and they claim the last ticket into the super regional CJ. Let's dive into these bad boys, and I'm, I kind of want to break them down in the chronological order that we will see them enter in to, I guess, the bracket, quote-unquote. In game one, in your backyard, in Greenville, the eighth national seed East Carolina, had the bracket fall in place, and the number nine seed, Texas, will come in there. Both teams, CJ, with identical 45 and 19 records. Let's talk about this one. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? So, so we're starting with the starting with the Greenville Regional. I think I was you were getting ready to kind of roll with some stuff, right? Yeah, I've got some stuff here. Okay, you ready? Yep. All right, just and go. Yeah this this Greenville Regional is going to be an absolute blast. Um. And this one's kind of an interesting one. This is no real stranger for ECU. Um, Four out of the last five years they have been in a Super Regional. Now, this is the first time they've hosted since. You want to take a guess? Uh, 2018? 2001. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, here's the kicker. Hold on, hold on. They've been in it four of the last five years? They've been in the Super Regionals the last four of the five years. This is the first time they're hosting since 2001 in the Supers. Here's the interesting thing. New this stadium be, as well. Yeah, this will be the first time they've hosted it on campus. Last time they were in it, they lost to Tennessee. The game was played at Granger Stadium, which is in Kinston, which is about 30 uh, minutes from from that's, Greenville. It's going to be a special day in Kinston later on this year. Yeah. Yeah. Hold yeah. On. Hey, let me sidebar for two seconds. I got to take this. My sister's calling me. Give me one second, CJ. Okay. Hello, what's up? Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I'll have to do it here in a minute. I'll have Oh, cool! I have to, I have to watch it. I have to watch it. That's not true.
You don't ever apply to me. Okay. All right. Well, I love you. Talk to you later. Have you guys had a good night? All right. Love you. Bye. I am. I am. Oh, I don't know. The three dogs are out. Let oh, them in. Let them out. Okay. Let them yes. in. Yes. All right, buddy. You there? Yeah. Lord have mercy. Uh, they went to that concert tonight, so they were all all up in arms. Oh. Okay, so uh, we were talking about Kinston. All right, and go. Yeah, so this will be the first time they've hosted it on campus. So it'll be kind of a really cool day here uh, in Greenville. Because um, when they hosted it in 2001, they had to play it at Granger Stadium in Kenston, uh, which is about 40 miles from here. It's where uh, the, well, now down east Wood Ducks play, um, which is a single-A affiliate for the Rangers. So um, kind of a kind of a cool thing for, for ECU. Um, and this is actually going to be their 32nd regional appearance all time um, or super regional appearance, um, which is by far the most and never have made it to the college world. Series. Yeah. So, Seven super trips, 32 regional. times in a regional. Mm-hmm. And they've never, the super made it. A... yeah. And they've never made it to Omaha. How crazy is that? Well, I know who I'm rooting for this weekend now, and I probably would have anyway versus the Longhorns, but um, that's that really is a truly insane uh, statistic. Both those games would be noon, um, CJ, if if um, if you're kind of looking looking for that uh, on ESPN two. Um, that's yeah, that's almost absurd. Yeah, and it's this is going to be a really interesting matchup, um, because here's the thing: with Texas, you look at their their front two starters. That might be when their stuff is on. You know, with Pete and Lucas Gordon, that might be one of the best one-two punches because their stuff is absolutely filthy. But the kicker is. Texas doesn't usually score them a ton of runs. So but they have the the power bat there in Melendez. Correct. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Texas has an absolute offense to put on some fireworks, but it just seems kind of weird that you, It's very hit and miss. Well, it's very dependent on the long ball. Yeah. I mean, but but Melendez, I mean, hits has hit 30 bombs this year and hitting 4 at 4. Uh pretty good. And then Murphy Steely is also kind of a guy that you can depend upon. Um, like you said, the CJ it really does come down to how good is Gordon and Hanson, and that could be good enough to to give East Carolina all the problems they need. I don't want to sit here and say that 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 I don't think they can match up because I I do think that that they can match in in this thing with with Texas. Yeah, I do too, because I think here's going to be the one interesting thing is what happens if – what does Texas do? If one of your two guys gets beat, now this thing ends up in a game three, who do you go with? Who do you turn to? And, and that kind of thing. I think that's 
I think if you're Texas, you've got to win this in two. I don't know if they can win if this thing goes to a game three. Oh, CJ. Do you care doing that last 30 seconds again? No, not at all. She fucking ran right in here and just kept talking, and I don't know why. Okay, (laughs) go ahead. Yeah, here's the interesting thing, though, I think for Texas. I think if East Carolina finds a way to get one of the first two, right, and you beat one of those two top two guys – if this thing goes to a game three and I'm Texas, I don't feel good about it. I think if you're Texas, you got to put EC away, ECU away early, win the first two and be done. Because I feel well, like if it goes to a game three, everything slides the Pirates' way. I'd agree, especially with it being, you know, in East Carolina's, you know, backyard, man, in your in your home ballpark like that. I'll also say this, man, Carter, Carter uh, Spivey and CJ Mayu have both been very good. For the Pirates, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and and see and CJ's going to get the ball in game one. Yeah, and, man, and I'll say this too. I mean, that that top of that lineup there with with, with Agnos, Warrell, uh, they are they're just they're very solid all around, and they keep winning games. CJ, I've got a good feeling about East Carolina maybe finally knocking down that door, um, and hopefully. You know, like you said, it won't take till Sunday. But I think if they do make the Sunday, I'd feel really good about their chances too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, uh, for me, if this thing goes to a decisive game three, I like ECU. Um, I I do like ECU at home, kind of with the way they've been playing to to find a way to get this done. Um, Obviously, you want to come out and win game one. Game one is massively important in these things. Um, but but not a death sentence, CJ. No, it's not a death sentence. I mean, you, you can definitely come back. I just I think if you're ECU, I think game one is extremely important just because – and I'm not saying this plays any factor, but, you know, kind of the ghosts of past come in a little bit like, oh, God, here we go again. Um, I don't think that happens with the teams, but I do know that oh, everybody in that ballpark will be thinking. Yeah, yeah. The, the fans around here are extremely understanding that this team has been on the doorstep multiple times and has yet to be able to go to Omaha. Um, and, and that's so you, all any of them want to do. Yeah, so I, I think for the sake of your fan base and, and the, the liveliness of you know the stadium that they've dimmed the jungle, um, you want to get game one to kind of keep the life in that crowd and not have that deep collective breath of, Oh God, here we go again. Yeah, you definitely, definitely, definitely get where you're coming from there. You don't want to feel that here we go again. And let's hit those folks with that stat earlier. We were talking about, about, about the super regionals and, and the host sites. Okay. Yeah. So, Everybody that's in this thing has been has played in a super regional minus Virginia Tech. Um, they're the only ones making kind of their first appearance in this thing. Um, even UConn, you had said, you know, a little bit of a surprise, but UConn actually in 2011 played in a super. So, um, does it have the opponent, CJ? Quite just curious off the top of the memory. That's pretty tough, pretty good if you can remember a super opponent for UConn in 2011. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, Blacksburg first time hosting, um, 
that's going to be a fun, fun affair. A three o'clock first pitch, ESPN two Friday afternoon, Oklahoma versus the Hokies. Um, let's see if the Hokies rally at any point in time this weekend. ESPN two, do your job. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I actually really like Oklahoma in this. I just I think I do too, CJ. Offensively, I do too. they are playing so well right now. Um, I, there's, there's just something about this Sooner team. Like I said, I, I feel like they've kind of started to peak at the right time um, and has really just got this thing rolling in the in the direction that they want, want it to be going. Um, you know, you, you survive a six-hour weather delay um, in Gainesville and, and find ways to get out. Um, you know, Peyton Graham, their shortstop, has, has been playing really, really well, played well in the regionals. Um, I just – I, I think it's too much, and I honestly I think this thing will be over in two. I think the Sooners get it done in two. Yeah, I, I that's a tough that's a tough one, CJ. I think this one does go three because I really like the combination of Cross and Cross and Scoble in the middle of that lineup. There, um, they're very good up the middle. I, I think that tandem there is going to be tough, and I think the Hokies being at home. I think they'll rally at least once, make something crazy happen. I think Virginia Tech, um, I, I don't think that they're going to win this thing. I think Oklahoma does get it done in three, but I think that's fine. Um, let's get to Friday night, CJ, at 6 o'clock down there at Lindsey Nelson. The Vols going to host the Irish. I feel like that's a really big big kind of name set of games and a lot of talent on the field. A lot of people would probably say these two teams were hovering around the top 10 all year. Um, the Irish just didn't get to play the number of games that some of these other teams did. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, this one's going to be be a lot of fun. Um, like you said, just unfortunately, Notre Dame didn't quite get to, to play kind of the number of games, you know, due to where they're at and weather and all that. Um, but this one's going to be interesting. This is not going to be the first time that these two teams have played. Um, they've played six times overall. Uh, Tennessee actually leads the series four to two, three and three and one when playing in Knoxville, which is where this thing is. So that's, it's kind of important. Um, slightly. Yeah, slightly. Um, you know, but. It has it's it it's been a while since Tennessee's hosted Notre Dame in Knoxville, so nineteen sixty six to be exact. Um, but I don't know. <clears throat> I just Tennessee fifty five wins. They've been the best team <clears throat> in baseball all year. I mean, Dollander, Do- Burns, and Beam, CJ are extremely tough, and we didn't even talk about Joyce. Who comes throwing the ball 104 out of the out of the pen? Tennessee just has so many arms. I think in the end they'll get a couple big hits from uh, Trey Lipscomb. Maybe leave the yard maybe once or twice. They've just got so much power throughout that entire lineup. I, I just like them a little more in terms of what what they've done all year, the consistency. But there is there is something to be said about the number one team. They typically don't seem to bring home the bacon in college baseball. Um, and maybe they get tight. 
Notre Dame wins one. They kind of continue to ride this hot streak they're on, and they get it done. Could happen. I mean, uh, yeah, Kosie, it, Brandon Hand, and, and Zeisker are very tough, and they're getting a lot of good pitching. I mean, they pitched about as well as you could pitch uh, down there in Statesboro. Grant, I think the weather had a little bit to do with the humidity. Might have helped a, a somewhat. But, I mean, Bertrand and uh, Temple absolutely had phenomenal outings down there. So, I don't know. I mean, that, that this is this is a tough one. If Tennessee wasn't just the dominant, overwhelming favorite, I mean, I would be really, really torn. But I think Notre Dame's got the goods to play in this thing. Yeah, I think Notre Dame's got, you know, got the goods to, to play with them. The interesting thing is we, we talk about this a lot. Um, when we when we talk matchups in football, but you know, like the wise guys in Vegas, and right now Tennessee is a huge favorite in this series. Um, with them, I mean, they're, I mean, it's even huge odds to win this thing in two. So, um, I I definitely think Tennessee's the better team. Um, it wouldn't shock me if it goes three because I feel like Notre Dame's. Good enough to play with them and pesky enough to kind of hang around. Um, but I, I think Tennessee just has too much firepower to not end up in Omaha. I mean, I think you're right, CJ. Uh, there's just there's way too much explosiveness in the middle of that lineup to not have them there. Um, I mean, if it doesn't happen, I'll be the first to to tell you, whoa, you know, and, and, and congratulations to the Irish with those gold batting helmets, man. Much better batting helmet than a football helmet. Maybe an unpopular opinion. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens this weekend. It's going to be a fun one there. And I love the Friday 6 p.m. start. Final game of the of the night there, CJ, 8.30 down at Bluebell. A&M and Louisville. Man, Tough regional to pinpoint because I don't think A&M's got the best pitching in the world. Um, I know uh, Detmer's been coming on of late, uh, and they're more of a just an offensive showdown team there with Dylan Rock uh, and Ryan Ryan Tarjack uh, there for the Aggies. But uh, man, they've been playing so good of late. Uh, tough to tough to go against Texas A&M. Yeah, I think it is. Um, you know, give Louisville, you know, an absolute, you know, ton of credit to get it to this point. I mean, they won three span of basically hours, you know, just to kind of get here. Um, but I mean, A and M is is really really good. Um, Blue Bell's going to be hitting the ball as well, CJ. Yeah, uh, Blue Bell's going to be absolutely rocking. Um, I, I think Louisville's pesky. I think they they play hard. They'll 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 push a And M, and I expect them to to play well and to be in this thing. Um, but a And M being at home, I, I know a lot of the pressure is on a And M. But being at home, being at Blue Bell, I, I just I, I like a And M in three. So you like a And M to bring it home in the end. I think you're. I think you're not wrong there, CJ. Um, they're starting to get some some good pitching as well uh, from Hamilton and uh, and Pashlish as well. So I think A and M finding has been finding themselves 
you know, and been real hot over the last month, month, month and a half. I mean, you don't go 19 and 11 in the SEC and not be doing something right. Um, yeah. And, and speaking of hot, it's supposed to be triple digits down there, too. Go figure. Um, good thing they're <laughs> playing at eight. Good thing they're playing at 830 at night. Uh, Bear Bryant and the Junction boys would uh, would have a smile on their face. Yeah, it's just game two is at 2 p.m. and it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Un- unreal. Um, so, CJ, now Saturday morning, the Chapel Hill Re- Super Regional will get started there with Arkansas and, and North Carolina. But you also then have at noon a couple of game twos, Virginia Tech, Oklahoma, and Texas uh, in East Carolina, um, al- along with uh, in the afternoon another set of game twos there with with Tennessee, Notre Dame at 2 o'clock, and Texas A&M, Louisville at 3. So jam-packed afternoon, a lot of game twos. Some teams going to be facing elimination. But uh, let's kind of get into that game there at Carter Bosch there uh, with the Tar Heels um, hosting Arkansas. I'm personally leaning toward the Hogs in this thing, CJ. I think they play better competition. I think both teams, um, you know, are are battle-tested. I think North Carolina just getting a lot of love for a little, a little bit maybe uh, of a streakier and, and hotter finish than Arkansas. But Arkansas can, has been competitive and been in that top 10 area all year and then just didn't get the love when the seeding came around. Yeah, I, I think you're probably very right on that. Um, yeah, I mean, North Carolina, you know, during the regional – showed a massive propensity to, to hit the ball at the ballpark. Um, this one's going to be kind of a very fun series. I, I just think in that regional, though, CJ, you talked about the propensity to hit the ball at the ballpark. It was against teams that weren't as good in quality, I don't think. And that's – no, and I think you're, you're right on that. Um, I, I think the one edge that I actually do really like with Carolina in this thing is I think they're – their relievers out of the bullpen are a little bit more proven. Um, they can really mix and match, um, especially if you do, yeah. do a decisive third game. Um, and North Carolina is going to be able to do something they haven't been able to do here for a while, um, and that's you know game one starter Max Carlson going to be actually on full rest. Um, you know, so I think that that's going to be kind of a nice little help for them. Um, he's not have to go out and throw on short rest i think that is a little bit of a help for them but i definitely see this one going three and this one's a tough one for me to handicap because i in all honesty could see either team coming out of this thing and make a case for either one i 100 percent agree with you on either one potentially winning i think in the end i like the depth of the north carolina uh line up a little less than i do arkansas i like lanzilli and turner and wallace battles is flying around there I just liked what I saw out of them in that Oklahoma State Regional there in Stillwater at O'Brate. Um, the way they put the at-bats together, the way they kind of came back to win that thing. I just like what I'm seeing out of Woodpick Suey there, CJ. I- I'll roll with them to take out North Carolina, although, like you said, I think it'd go either way. Yeah, and we've we've agreed so far to this point, so just for the sake of it, I'm, I'm going to take the uh, Tar Heels at home. All right, so hold on. So, so you, we, we have agreed to this point. We're both rolling with ECU. We're both saying Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. All right, all right. I, I, that's 
intriguing, intriguing to say the least, sir. Um, yeah, so, so just for the just 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 for those playing the home bingo card, I'm, I'm going to take the Tar Heels. We, we have right. our first disagreement. So <laughs> we've got we've got three more to look at, and those are kind of the nightcappers on Saturday. The first one there, CJ, four o'clock. The one where I've kind of pubbed, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, the Hattiesburg Super Regional, thirty-five and twenty-two. Ole Miss playing in that tough SEC versus Southern Miss, who at one point in time had a, a twenty-game winning streak this year, forty-seven and seventeen out of conference USA, soon to be the Fun Belt, ESPNU from Pete Taylor Park to PTP. Hit me with something, CJ. What what are you thinking here? This one's gonna be be a lot of fun. I know why you're you're pumped up um, for this one. Obviously, kind of a very little brother, big brother feel uh, to this one. I, I just really, really like the way Ole Miss is playing right now. Um, they have, I mean, they they got in. They've been rolling. No disrespect to Southern Miss, who has played extremely well. I just. And their body of work, I think, the season-long body of work is probably better than Old Misses. I just, there's something about teams that get hot at this time of the year that just tend to make a difference. And I, I, it's going to be a very tough series. It's definitely going three. Um, Southern Miss, definitely better starting pitching. But I think when it comes down to it, you got a hotter team in Old Miss, and I definitely like Old Misses ability out of the bullpen a lot better. See, Jeff, I think you're definitely right to hit the nail on the head there talking about Ole Miss is playing hot at the right time. I also think yeah, that – I mean, their really, offense since the May 1st has just been electric, and yeah, that's – They're stacking at-bats. Um, they've got veterans there in, in Elko and Graham. Um, I mean, Elko was the big hero there in the game versus Miami. You know, he's hitting 22 home runs. You've got Kevin Graham hitting in the 340s. Um, Calvin Harris and Justin Bench have both been good. And like you said, Ole Miss has just kind of been finding themselves at the right time. The emergence of Hunter Elliott has been absolutely big time for for the Rebs. And, and CJ, it's kind of one of those things where I think Ole Miss um, sort of in a fishbowl. We experienced this in, in, in West Virginia where when the expectations are not there on them, they seem to do better than when they are. Um, and I get that feeling uh, that this kind of – this is sort of the Rebs, the Rebs year for that clearance. Um, you know, that they were they were number one in the country, then they, they fell all the way off. Then people didn't think they had a prayer to make the tournament. And then they kind of found themselves at the end and are playing hot. I think they find a way to win this thing in Hattiesburg. Um, although the folks in Southern Miss, I mean, they're going to give it everything they've gotten a little bit more. Like you said, they're going to be lit, sauced up. I mean, Dustin Dickerson, Danny Lynch, Rodrigo Mont- Montenegro. I mean, they have got some players there at Southern Miss, Christopher Sargent. Um, and they've got really good pitching. I mean, Tanner Hall and Hunter Riggins have been in, 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 in Waldrop have been three of the best pitchers in the country all year. So to pick against Southern Miss is tough to do, CJ. But, man, I think whoever wins this is going to make some serious noise when they get to Omaha, though. Yeah, no, I mean, I would completely agree with you on that. Um, it's tough for me to take, tough for me to make a pick. 
I, yeah, I, I mean, I, it, it, it is because, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, Southern Miss, the, the three guys they could roll out there, you know, with their starting rotation is, has been really, really good. The bullpen has been good. And I, you know, I mean, if you're old miss, I, I think you, I've seen a lot of things where say if, if it's old miss wins it, it's gotta be in two. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I wouldn't agree with that at all. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know you're, and I know what a lot of it is, is, you know, they've got the ghost in their back guys. too to some extent. Yeah. I mean, you know, Derek diamond hasn't been the most consistent guy in the world, but Here's my thing with Old Miss is, is I understand their starting pitching is really good, but the way Old Miss has been swinging the bat, you've you if you're Southern Miss, you're almost hanging your hat on that you're not going to burn through your quality relievers early. Well, you know, CJ, it's I think that's a huge thing too. It's it's how does the series play out the entire weekend, and 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 who do you get the innings from, and who's got the kind of the momentum and the feel when they need it most. The fans down there at Hattiesburg are going to make this tough on the Rebs. I, I just feel in the end that they're going to get it done. Maybe Southern Miss plays a little in certain spots, maybe because of the big expectations. Uh, and and don't it's count tough out to the handicap folks. that one, man, big time. Oh, the it folks, is. the folks from Oxford are going to make make. The oh, trip. they're going to make the trip. Oh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. There's going to be a lot of red. There's going to be a lot of red and Italy blue up in that in those stands as well. But don't discount the folks from Hattiesburg trying to scoff them out as well and not allow that uh, that old mess red and blue to make its way into the crowd. So just beware. Yeah, it, 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 it's not won't be a Swayze sour going on there at the PTP. Well, it, it it's not going to be quite you know Oklahoma Texas you know at the at the Texas State Fair where it's half and half. But I, I think there's I think it's going to be close to that. All right. So wh- who are you going with? I, I'm taking Old Miss in three. I wanted to go against you, but I but I can't can't pick against Ole Miss. Um, I want to see him finally bust down that door to Omaha for Bianco, and I and I think they will. Yeah, um, you you turn you you turn me on Old Miss. I, I will give you props for that one. Uh, it's it's a great baseball school. Um, speaking of great baseball school, CJ hosting the ten o'clock kind of start time and ones at ten thirty regionals, two Pac twelve teams. Imagine that, Oregon State Auburn. And then UConn Stanford both game ones Saturday night, ten o'clock first pitch in Corvallis, Auburn and Oregon State number fourteen and number three. I'd pick old, old Miss or Southern Miss against either of these two teams, but uh, regardless of the fact, CJ Auburn had a great weekend. They get the reward of going to Corvallis and Oregon State. Man, they grinded through the entire uh, Corvallis regional. Yeah, and we had said that that was going to be be a very tough one um and i think this is going to be an absolutely fun series um definitely thinking go either way i really i'm leaning oregon state um simply just because of how good the beavers have been all year um auburn's been playing right at the right time though they have been um i got this is going to be a very tough fought um series um the thing for me though is is oregon state offensively is gonna have to find a way to kind of kick it up a notch a little bit um because auburn is swinging the sticks right now they they have been carson howe brooks carlson sonny dechara 
Yeah. Uh, well, and, and the two guys. Ramba from, show. Yeah. And the two guys from Oregon State that I need to, to really see step up, especially if, if you want to go to Omaha, is Jacob Melton and Gavin Logan. Um, I mean, Melton, Melton had the big, big bomb there against Vandy in game three. Uh, they did, but you needs more consistency. They do, because here's the thing. You want to know what their combined numbers were in the regional? Uh, I'm going to say hitting below 200. Four for 33. Yikes. I mean, those are two guys you expect to kind of carry at times. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, so those two guys have really, really got to play well for Oregon State, Um, and I think they do. I I think they they bounce back. Um, I don't see them – you're those two guys aren't going to go four for 33 again. I just, I don't see that being the case. No, but I'll say, tell you this though, Auburn's going to get a big game from Joseph Gonzalez and probably Hayden Mullins. And so it's going to be real incumbent upon Oregon state to get that type of pitching uh, that they need. And, and to be honest, I don't know if Oregon state's got the kind of arms Auburn has, uh, to match up all the way through, and I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, although yeah, they've been so good all year, give, I just I don't know, man. Yeah, they I'm do not... have the advantage, I think, when Cooper's on the mound. He just he's he's been a stud for them. So I think they've got the advantage with him. I don't think I don't I wouldn't agree with that over with Gonzalez. Both of them are very good. I think whoever wins that Saturday night game in Game One has the advantage because I think Gonzalez and and, and you know. And your boy Coop there for Oregon State match up with one another very well. No, they do. Um, Piffings has been coming on for Oregon State, and I think that could be key. Well, that, um, that could be the interesting thing because as of right now, from what I have seen, is is Cooper for Oregon State's going to get the ball game one. I, I don't know, I, and Auburn hasn't. I haven't seen where they've released that, but I would expect Gonzalez to be your game two guy. To I mean, why why not? Why is he not going to get the ball game one? Why do you want to go down? Know. Why do you want to go down? They haven't released who they're going with yet. Um, hmm. Oregon State, you know, a little little out there with it. So I don't know. It could be could be interesting to see. I would love to see Cooper Gonzalez game one. Throw your two big horses out there and just go. Um, but I mean, we'll we'll see what Auburn decides to do. So, CJ, let me ask you this real quick. Then, uh, um, if you're thinking it goes to three because you're thinking they're going to mismatch starters, and then it's like Mads versus Brightwell in Game Three, and who knows, and who you going with the home team? Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to take Oregon State at home, just like I just because I just feel like this is going to be the series where where Melton and Logan kind of. Get show up, yeah, yeah. They're 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 going to show up. They're going to be the bats they've been all year. They're you're not going to see a four for thirty three out of them again. It's very interesting, CJ, to try and figure out what's going on here with Auburn. Right? They lose two or three to Kentucky. Um, the last weekend of the regular season, they have to play in the one game kind of play in entry part of the SEC tournament and lose that same Kentucky team three to one. Right. Then they absolutely dominate this weekend versus three teams that, yeah, great, but not, you know, I wouldn't say uh, the best team in Florida State, UCLA, and put up runs. I mean, they scored 51 runs, CJ, in a three-game Super Regional. They're playing good baseball. Give me Auburn. 
I'll take them to take out Pat Casey's crew, even in Corvallis. I think Auburn's playing that good. Okay. No, and I mean, I'm not completely disagreeing with you. Um, like I said, I, I can definitely see Auburn winning this. Um, I think if you're Auburn, though, I think Trace Bright's got to be a little bit better than his numbers have been. Because um, to, to look at his numbers, um, his, his record and his ERA are, are really surprisingly average for how good he can be. Um, you know, and I can definitely see Auburn winning this. Like I said, I'm just I, I'm leaning with the Beavers just because it's in Corvallis. Yeah, and I, and I I feel on the CJ. Um, now I'll tell you this: the other Pac-12 uh, team that's hosting a regional there in Stanford, I've got full confidence in them versus UConn. Even though UConn's won 46 games, I'll take Carter Graham, Bet Barrera, and those boys there in the middle of that lineup there for, for Stanford, Brock Jones, what the type of competition they faced, competition they faced all year in the, in the pack 12 and just out West in general over what UConn's faced. I, I, I just, you know, the kind of the, the whole dramatics and, and the way that Stanford got in this thing with, with the Tommy Troy and Braden Montgomery home runs, uh, you know, and Drew Bowser getting the big hit. I just think Stanford's kind of got a team of destiny vibe to them. And I also really like their pitching. I think it's just a much stronger team. And I think they faced a much stronger regional to get here than UConn did. Give me Alex Williams taking the baseball. And uh, I'll take Stanford in two versus UConn. Yeah. Here's the thing. I I don't disagree with you. We said this is UConn's. You know, UConn was in a Super Regional in uh, 2011, uh, played South Carolina and lost. And I really like Stanford, but there's something – we brought it up earlier. UConn, with the amount of road wins that they have, is giving me kind of a a reason to pause here. And and you really kind of look at UConn. It's pitching staff, and granted, we we can talk about their schedule all they want, but, I mean – their pitching staff ranks top five in the nation in ERA and what? I just – I'll say this, CJ, real quick. I mean, Alex Williams, 23 walks in 95 and two-thirds innings, a 235 ERA, holding teams to a 207 average in 89 Ks. If he does what he does, Stanford's got a 1-0 lead, and then UConn can be the best road team they want against – UConn can be the best road team they want. I mean, they got swept by Georgetown. Yeah, they went to Creighton, which is in Omaha, where they're trying to get to, and got a sweep of a team. But the Big East did not prepare them for the CJ, and I think that's where they're going to be in big trouble. No, and I no, and I and I completely agree with you on that. And I honestly um, don't think what they had last week prepared them either. If you think about it, that wasn't the strongest regional in in the country for sure. No, it definitely wasn't. I. Like I said, I, I really do like Stanford to to win this, but I'm gonna kind of hedge my bet here a little. It really wouldn't shock me a ton here for UConn. The strikeout to walk ratio is extremely low. It's third nationally. Stanford. Put them all play. Good things happen. Yeah, I mean, Corey Morton there at the top is very good. Eric Stocks tough too. I mean, I. Feel you, CJ, in your thought process and what 
and what kind of you feel there, what you've seen from UConn. I just don't no, know if they truly had to do it versus the elite teams in college baseball. No, and I and I agree with you there. I just I, I worry though because sometimes Stanford, you know, you look at them overall, you know, like the on base percentage. They they they've really kind of struggled at that at times. But I'm with you. I don't know if UConn has been battle tested enough, and I think that's going to be. I, I think UConn finds a way to steal one. Um, probably game two, you know, stave off elimination. Um, but I just – I don't know if they've been quite tested enough to, to find a way to, to get two of them. So you're getting UConn to 50 wins but bowing out. Yeah. I hear you, CJ. Um, so in, in real quickly here, I kind of just want to do this because I think it's kind of interesting. In terms of chronological order, CJ, they're punching the tickets. You think Oklahoma is going to maybe punch them first, beating Virginia Tech in two. I found that interesting. Um, the last potential ticket to be punched um, could be as late as Sunday night, and I think it could be the Auburn Tigers. Could be your UConn Huskies. Either way you look at it, CJ, we are now essentially two weeks away from, from the doors to Rosenblatt opening up and the College World Series in all its glory. Uh showing everybody uh, what it's about here, man. I'm excited. Super regionals are a great time of year though. We don't want, we don't want to discount this because this is some phenomenal baseball this weekend. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be, like I said, I, I, I think all of these super regionals should be pretty good games. Um, like I said, I, I, Oklahoma, the only reason I really say them into is just, I, the way they have played has been fantastic. Virginia tech, I just – I don't know if firepower-wise they're going to be able to really kind of keep pace with what Oklahoma's done offensively. And Oklahoma, a little bit better of a region than obviously what Virginia Tech had. Um, I think that, you know, Oklahoma's just battle-tested. Uh, Virginia they Tech are. had a phenomenal season. Kudos to them. I mean, they weren't even – pick to be in this situation at the beginning of the year um not just, even at all not even at all yeah um, but I, I mean i expect all the regions to be somewhat competitive they're gonna be um, they're absolutely gonna be um cj i want to get us out of here real quick with a little draft action here um we'll, we'll we'll go ahead here and obviously serpentine this thing I wish there was a way to take the first pick, but I'll just be gracious and give it to you so I could take two and three. Okay. Which of these eight sites, if you, you know, could pick any of them, are you picking first to go to? I think I've got an idea on your on your behalf. But I'll let you go ahead and tell me. Are you, well, are you I mean, gas is $5 a gallon, so are you going to leave Greenville? No. Um, okay, there yeah, you go. Yeah, that was that was kind of hard because to say I'd go to that one. Um, I'm literally three and a half minutes from the stadium. Um, Are you going to get down there? I'm going to try to. Um, definitely, definitely going to try and get down. You there got noon me. games t- today and tomorrow, CJ. Yeah, definitely going to try and try and make it down to one of those and see them. Um, but I, I that was going to be be a lot of fun. Um, you know, East Carolina been here before texas uh big name program should should be a lot of fun in greenville cj 
with the second pick in the draft, I'm going to head to Hattiesburg, to PTP. I'll go with Ole Miss, Southern Miss as my number two pick. Number three, though, CJ, I'm going to surprise you here, I think. Okay. I want to go to Knoxville. I want to see Notre Dame, Tennessee. I think that's think that's the third best, most competitive, kind of thrilling regional of the weekend. What do you got it for? Well, I knew you were going to take Knoxville on me. Um, Did you really? I was kind of debating uh, another selection, but I won't tell you because I hope I can steal it next pick. Okay. Um, well, I'm actually going to stay in the state of North Carolina. I'm going to make the uh, – Hour and a half jaunt up to Chapel Hill for the for the Tar Heels and the Razorbacks. You could technically do that in a weekend, there, buddy. Yeah, um, I like that. I'm glad you picked that fourth. Um, ben, Ben, the beautiful Carter Bosch, not for a super, but for a regional with the Davidson Wildcats. Um, sometimes North Carolina gets a little tight in that ballpark. CJ, uh, interesting you took that fourth. Um, Actually, buddy, go ahead and pick fifth. I guess I get sixth and seventh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fifth. Um, well, this one, this one I'd have to leave the state for and have to hop on a plane, but uh, let me go down to College Station. Ah, uh, you did it. Yeah, that was, I, did. I was hoping to slide in the fifth, <laughs> the, the fifth rated uh, Texas AM Aggies at Bluebell there with the fifth pick, but, but you, you stole it from me. Or I guess I could have taken it, but I, I gave it to you. But yeah, no, I think uh, Louisville A and M. Um, that's going to be be a really really fun one. Um, enough of this West Coast uh, bias. I'll I'll finally break through it. Give me Corvallis. Uh, give me Auburn, Oregon State. I mean, a ch- one of the one of the three chalk matchups, but I think one that's very interesting. The, the fans at Corvallis are really kind of fun. Uh, Seven o'clock. Local start time there Saturday night. Potential pitching matchup of of Gonzalez and, and Coop. Uh, that could be real, real fun. And and two of the best baseball uh, conferences in the country going at it with a chance to get to Omaha. Uh, give me that one at six. At seven, CJ, I'm going to go ahead and stay – out west because I'm not picking to go to Virginia Tech. Although what you could see there would be interesting, especially if the Hokies are losing. I'll take UConn, Stanford. I'll go to the Stanford Regional uh, and see the team that I think might end up dogpiling in the middle of the field at Rosenblatt here in a couple weeks, and that's the Stanford Cardinal as they host UConn. No, I I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think if Stanford – you know, comes out of there um, into Omaha. Um, you know, they're, you know, probably the favorite outside of Tennessee. Um, if because if Tennessee goes to Omaha, obviously they're going to be the the overwhelming favorite. Um, which I guess that leaves me making the drive over to to Blacksburg and and watching the. Uh, Give you all the driving distance ones there for you, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, just looking out, you know. <laughs> And, and and plus, you know, I, I mean, I know you, you want to see a hokey rally, so you know, uh, I I couldn't take that from you there. Plus, to be quite honest, I don't want to be anywhere near Blacksburg unless it's September the twenty second and seeing the Mountaineers uh, open up a can there on on the boys that that bring the lunch pail into the stadium there at Lane Stadium. But we'll save that for a later time. We're talking college baseball, and um, CJ, 
phenomenal weekend, buddy. I think we fooled him again. Yes, sir. I think we did. Yeah. And good morning, good afternoon, good night. But I think before that, before that, you got a little announcement for the folks. Um, I do. So we have talked about this and we are going to officially launch it uh, beginning of next week. Um, we are launching a Facebook page. Um, so we'll have all of our content available on there. Um through that as well as Twitter um, and then also kind of be on the lookout because as we uh, launch this the, the new Facebook page and all of that we have updated the logo not a complete rebrand but um, done some tweaks to it and so we'll have that available for you guys at the beginning of the week um, we'll launch that out um, like I said we'll, we'll have all of our stuff put out there to be another way for you guys to reach out and engage uh, with us um, just give you another platform to do that love it love it cj the first first pot that'll get thrown on there be a little bob and a college world series edition road to omaha so uh till next time y'all take it easy as always cj thanks thanks there brother and uh let's enjoy the baseball here super regionals this weekend and step away from omaha